Good morning and welcome to this week's PMX Live session brought to you today by PMX Site, where we provide property management solutions for growing agencies. My name is Shonley Draper and with me today is the delightful Terry Handy, co-founder of PMX Site and property management expert. And we are really looking forward to today's conversation, which is now you've got them, how are you going to keep them happy long term? But firstly, we just want to say thank you for tuning in with us today. We'll be reading your comments throughout the conversation, so please feel free to chime in at any time. And if you're joining us via our podcast, hello to you too, and we hope you're having a great day as well. So before we dive in, we like to start each conversation with some gratitude. So we'll start with you, Terry. What are you grateful for today? Well, my sister is visiting from Mount Isa at the moment. She arrived yesterday. We don't see each other very often. I feel very grateful that she's going to be spending a few days with us. And and she's also bringing my nephews who I get to see even less. So that's really nice too. Uh, What about you, Sean? What are you grateful for? Oh, I'm actually really grateful for, and I never thought I'd say this, the gym. So I joined up with the gym um, and I, I'm a serial join up with the gym, go three times the first week, two times the second week, one time the next, and then I never go back. But I just pay for a year. Like gyms love me. I'm, I'm an ideal client. Um, but I love this gym. It's called 12 Round Fitness and it's just it's awesome. Um, you can go anytime. And I just feel like at this point in my life, there's so much going on. And even though it does take some time, it's such a good stress reliever. So for me, I'm just grateful to have the opportunity to be able to go there um, whenever I like. And you'll love this, Terry. You can actually go anytime. So classes start every three minutes, which I just think is such a game changer. Yeah, really cool. So every three minutes, a new one starts and you can walk in anytime. You don't need to plan it or schedule it. Because um, if I scheduled it, I probably wouldn't go. Whereas I just drive there and get it done. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm um, very grateful for my gym today. Excellent. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's get into today's conversation, which is all around keeping your clients happy long term and setting up that relationship for success from the very start. So we see all too often BDMs, you know, doing the hard yards to sign the client and at the start, everyone's excited and happy and the lines of communication are open and strong and consistent. And you probably feel like you're speaking to them more than your own husband or wife. Um, but as the time goes on, the relationship gets a little bit stale. Um, and I guess when that happens, the ripple effect that we can see is that where we lose clients um, somewhere down the line, which is exactly what we want to be avoiding. So Terry, I guess to start us off the conversation, um, I want to ask you, how do you think we can go about setting up that relationship with our new client for long-term success from the very start? Okay. Look, for me, it's absolutely crucial. And we actually talked about this in our training session this week with our club members, like it's onboarding guys. Um, and we must have a clearly defined process around how we we welcome a new client into the business. Because if we don't get this part right, like you, you said, we're really on the back foot for, for the whole relationship. So uh, think about it, that the client has most likely been courted, I guess, in the early stages of their relationship with the BDM or whoever's dealing with them. We make a fuss of them. We answer their calls immediately. We get back to them straight away. Like we're available um, and and we actually tell them how great we are too. So, you know, it's kind of a bit of a love fest that's going on. And then often when they do come on board, we start treating them just like everyone else. Like they've gone from being really, really special to just being a number. And we even start referring to them by their property address, not even their name when we're talking about them in the office. So, oh, it's the owners of 123 Smith Street calling. Like we don't say, oh, it's Bill, Uh, he's whatever. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure we would actually notice if that happened to us. So whilst it might not be something um, the client thinks is reason enough to to take their business elsewhere at that stage, 
we've actually planted a little seed of um, doubt or uncertainty in their minds. So, um, and and the thing is, like, guys, this is the easiest part of the relationship that we're going to have with them. We know that, um, well, we know what's going to happen. We know that we're going to need new photos before we advertise the property. We know what compliance is required for their property. We know we're going to be providing them feedback throughout the, the leasing process. And and this is a biggie for me. We bloody well know that we're going to need more than one set of keys before a tenant moves in. So this is like the first part of the journey. Um, like It's so easy to predict with a client. We might not know the exact time frame, but we're going to have a pretty good idea. Mm-hmm. And Yet so often we get it wrong, like it completely does my head in. So if we don't deliver on what we say we're going to do in the beginning, then our relationship is pretty much doomed. So it's really hard to come back from a, a rocky start. If, if you had a look at the experience your difficult owners had when they first came on board with the agency, I'm betting it was nowhere near as smooth as it should have been. And I so to get back to your question, how can we set them up for success? Well, I've, I've got a few suggestions. I always have a few suggestions. So um, the first one is having a really clear handover from the BDM to the property manager. Um, but don't call it a handover in front of the client. Nobody wants to be handed over. Uh, call it an introduction and, and use words like welcome and I'm so glad you joined us and, you know, we want to make them feel welcome and and let them see that we do value them. Um, yeah, I, I I think that that's quite a common mistake. Um, the other thing is, g- like, gently reinforce the process. If if a BDM says to a client, "Well, you need to allow, or we need to allow time between when you move out of the property and when um, a new tenant moves in," the client hears it, but they kind of really don't get it. But we know that if we don't have these things um, in place, this few days, this breathing space, then all manner of things can go wrong. So the property manager, when they introduce themselves, can actually reinforce this type of information. And it's really important to remember, just because we say it once, the BDM says, I told them that, like it, it probably won't sink in. And not everyone remembers what is spoken about in an appraisal two months ago. Mm-hmm. Um And that brings me to my next point. The conversations the client will remember, though, from maybe it's that initial appraisal or like that random chat where you run into them in the supermarket on a Saturday, um, whenever they've shared something that is important to them, they're going to remember those occasions. So it's really important that um, we put that information somewhere. Um, They're never going to forget what they told you and when they told you. So ask yourself, where am I storing this kind of information, that outside-of-the-box stuff? So um, I'm not talking about, you know, how they pay their bills, but, um, you know, they're the really like oh, the, the fact that the spa had a leak, you know, three years ago and it's temporary and we're kind of just waiting for it to break. So when it does, please ring these guys, like that kind of stuff. Um, it's the gold that sets you up for success. And I guess the other thing to ask yourself is how is that BDM passing that information along to the property manager? And, yeah, so where is it stored? Not just so that you as the PM are across it, but, like, what happens if someone else is sitting in your chair? They need to be able to to know where to look for that kind of thing too. So, like, 
as you can tell, Sean, I'm pretty strong. I've got strong ideas about this <laughs> and um, we don't have enough time to, to dig too deep, guys, but I promise if you start paying more attention to this phase of the relationship, your life is going to be so much easier down the track. Mm. Could not agree more. Love that. All right, cool. So I guess when it comes to client relationships, uh, I feel like that old saying, we don't know what we don't know, it really applies here, right? So meaning that if we don't know how they feel about us and the experience that they've had with us as their agency from the very you know start, how are we going to be able to make those changes to improve on it and to keep them happy long term? And this is one thing that I see a lot in um, my role with what I'm doing. So Terry, when it comes to this, how do you suggest people go about finding out how their clients really feel about them? And I feel like I have an idea of what you're going to say. Um, it sounds pretty simple, but I know that you probably got a, a really good answer for this. Um, so do we just ask them? How do we, how do we go about it? Yep. Well, that's, I know that's what you're thinking. So, well, yeah, let, let's just ask them. Let's and, ask them. Yeah, we do. And we definitely need to do this. And it is super easy to do it these days as there's so many automated options out there for us to use. We have industry-specific options, like we can use something like ALO or Uminest. I really like Uminest. Uh, it's a little bit different. But um, we've also got, you know, a not-quite-so-automated option is something like SurveyMonkey. Uh, it's really effective still. And then there's products like Ask Nicely, which, you know, they're all about NPS, Net Promoter Score. Mm-hmm. And, and all of these are commonly available and there's some really inexpensive options there. And when, but we're not the only ones doing this, okay? We're not the only industry that asks people to give us um, a score. Our, our clients are used to being asked in this way. Every time I turn around, I feel like Woolworths or Telstra or the shop that I bought something online on, they're asking me what I thought about the experience. And mm-hmm. yeah, you know yourself, you're always being asked. So, and and the thing to remember here though, is that unless you catch the person in the right frame of mind, at the right time, then they're actually not going to be motivated to answer questions in this way. So, and and when I mean about the right frame of mind, it's usually really cranky or really happy. And if they were really happy two days ago, we're probably not going to hear from them about it because they've already moved on. And if they were really cranky two days ago, we've probably already heard about it. So it's important to remember if you also, if you're meeting their expectations you're not going to hear from them. So, you know, like it's, like I love these tools. I love that they allow us to provide um, a measurement around our overall customer satisfaction, but we're not necessarily going to know how our individual clients feel about, yeah, about the service we're providing. So um, I've got a few more thoughts. So <laughs> for me, the, the key to understanding what our clients really think about us is to firstly get to know them. And, you know, it, it's so simple. But and, and like some people are going to be easier to build a relationship with others that like it's we're humans, like we, we're humans, like we're not all easy to get along with. But we're not asking you to be their best friend, guys. Um, what we want you to do is actually form a relationship where you understand what their expectations are and what they're looking to achieve from their investment property, like what annoys them, what doesn't. And then the second part of that, and probably the most important from my point of view, is to pay attention. And this is actually the hardest part for a property manager because um, like, particularly when 
you know, everyone they're coming into contact with uh, has an issue. Um, but when we're deliberately paying attention to how someone sounds when we're speaking with them, the way they're communicating with you in emails, what they bloody say in their survey responses, like people are giving off signals. And, and by paying attention, you can actually nip any potential issues in the bud. Um, that client that you don't hear from for months at a time, that doesn't mean that they're happy with you. They might just have something else more important going on in their lives. And, and when they come out of that, um, we may or may not be their favourite person. So, yeah. Mm. Okay, great. Thank you for that. So my next question for you was, as much as we don't want to admit it, I guess some things, uh, sorry, sometimes things go wrong, right? Um, yeah. You know, we might underdeliver on the exceptional five out of five star service that we promised at the start and the client pretty quickly, I think, starts slipping away. So when it comes to service recovery, what are your biggest tips here? Yeah, look, service recovery, so, I can't even say it, service recovery is huge. And I, I think we're all adult enough to know that if we've stuffed up, we own it. Like mm -hmm. it, it's pretty simple. And so we take responsibility and we need to do it really quickly. So if you notice a problem before the client does, don't just fix it and hope that they don't notice it. Um, like fess up because they're eventually going to work it out. And in the process, they'll lose respect for you and you'll have potentially destroyed their trust. So um, I'm just going to give you an example here. A, a common problem which I see happen all too often in an agency is um, double payment of invoices. It, it just happens all the time. Our clients hate it and it, it's a really fast way to destroy trust. Um, the client feels like we're incompetent. So like, it's really important to get across this quickly. And how you might do this is just with a simple phone call. So like, Hi, Mr. Smith. It's Sean Lee. Love how I'm making Sean Lee the one that um, made the mistake. Uh, Sean Lee calling from PM Excite Realty. I just wanted to let you know I've noticed that we have accidentally pay, paid the rates again this month. I've already contacted the council to ask for a refund, but in the meantime, I've organised for our agency to reimburse you for this double payment. This will be reflected on your next statement, so it's going to look a little different to how it normally looks. I just wanted to let you know what's occurred. Now, the client's actually going to be really forgiving. Oh, no problem, Sean Lee. Things like that happen. Thanks for letting me know. But it's a completely different conversation to the one that we have when they actually ring to ask a question about why their statement looks really different and they can't figure out what's gone on. Mm. So, yeah, it, 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 it's a tiny little thing, but it makes all the difference. And, and it's also incredibly important to have a clear process within your office um, when we're talking about service recovery as to how something is escalated. Um, so what we don't want is waiting until the client is emailing the boss directly because they're so frustrated and they feel unheard. Like if, if you as a property manager, we usually know, don't we? Like when things aren't going, we, yeah, we, we, we know, Let, let's just put it that way. So if you can see a situation that is potentially going to cause an issue, don't just be upfront with the client, be upfront with your boss so that they're across the problem too and, and can also be proactive in handling the matter. So um, being able to have a conversation where they, um, where we are being proactive is, is super powerful and it might go something like this. Hi, Mr Smith, it's Terry calling from PM Excite Realty. I'm the team leader for our agency and I just wanted to speak with you personally about a matter Sean Lee has raised with me. I understand 
We've paid several of your invoices twice over the past six months and and, and each time you've had to bring this to our attention yourself. Is that correct? I'm so sorry this has occurred. We've really let you down. I can see we have refunded the money quickly each time, but we should not have had to do this. So I will organise for Sean Lee. She's the bad guy, guys, um, to have some additional training around payment of invoices just in case there's a gap in her knowledge and I will personally check your account for the next couple of months to make sure there's no problems. Again, I apologise for the inconvenience this has caused. Is there anything else you'd like to discuss with me while I have you on the phone? Now, that's a, a super easy phone call for your team leader to make or your head of department or the principal, whatever the setup is in your office. But if you've stuffed up a few times and the owner is really, really not happy at all, again, we still have that opportunity to be on the front foot and that's what service recovery is all about. It's being on the front foot. So if we look at that situation again, if they hadn't escalated the matter themselves, if, you know, the client is actually going to feel heard, they're going to feel important, but if they've had to actually complain for a phone call like this to occur to get the boss to ring them, then they're actually not going to feel satisfied with the results. So mm-hmm. how, yeah, how we handle a situation when things have gone wrong is, is actually often the way we build our relationships with clients or at least, I, I guess, reassure them that their trust in us is warranted. And just before I finish up there, like, guys, if you've paid an invoice twice for an owner, just be super conscious of getting it right in the future. Don't blame someone else. The client does not care who's made the mistake. And if someone mentions the accounts department, like to me, I get wild very quickly because they don't care who's made the mistake. They just want it fixed and for it not to happen again, to trust that it's not going to happen again. So, you know, my thoughts are that service recovery is actually an opportunity for us and um, I think we actually should be paying more attention to this on an agency level, um, particularly around training. There's so much more than what we have at the moment. So um, I do get a bit passionate about this subject. (laughs) No, I love that. And as you were actually reading out me being the bad guy there, Terry, I was thinking about me being the client and hearing that. And autumn, and listen, I'm not someone who flies up the handle very easily, but I, I would always, in that conversation, I would have gone, okay, cool. Well, at least they sort of fessed up to it. And all right, thank you so much. Like, yes, you might be a little bit annoyed, um, but it's not going to eat you up like it would if you're the one that has to stop your day to pick up the phone, to call, to ask about this for the third time. Um, I think it's that reactiveness versus being proactive. And that's what, you know, we talk about proactive property management all the time. That's what it is. Being proactive, being on the front foot, I'm really sorry this has happened. I love that you said at the end, you know, is anything else we can help you with at the moment? Um, that whole that whole thing that you just said is such a good script, actually. We should probably type that out um, and, and put that somewhere for people to access because I think that that was super powerful. Um, all right. Anything else you want to add, Terry, before we wind up today's conversation? Um, no. We probably don't have time. <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll get that's what you're going to let me get on my soapbox again. Um, but really, yeah, just this is, it, it's so important. It, it's really, we're setting ourselves up for success. And mm-hmm. and I know, I, I understand that you might not have been in that role when that client came on board and that there's history there, but we can turn it around. It, it's tougher. Um, and then moving forward, any new client that comes in, like if, if we're, you're always talking about what our future self 
will thank us for. And if I take that little bit of extra time in the beginning, my future self is going to thank me like yeah. 10 times over. So, um, yeah, it's like if, if anyone wants that script, we can definitely just, um, yeah, Tap it up. Yeah, yeah get it translated. So yeah, not translated, um, transcribed. Transcribed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and one thing, Terry, as well with the um, and you know, listen, property management. It's not for the faint-hearted. It is. It can be really, really stressful. I think for me, hearing that as well, if I was a property manager, I would much prefer to make that phone call and not sit on the anxiety and the angst and the what if they call and I get in trouble over the next week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever it is. Um, those little kind of, you know, feelings all manifest and, and add up and you start feeling a whole lot more stressed because you haven't dealt with it. So I, I like that it's kind of nipping in the bud, um, taking responsibility. It's really hard sometimes to say, I've made a mistake, I'm really sorry, but you feel so much better afterwards. It's much easier than going weeks with that with thinking, when's he going to call and when am I going to get blasted for what I did? Um, so, yeah, I remember I think I said to you this before, my dad used to say, if you if you tell the truth, um, when I was a kid, Sean Lee, if you tell the truth, you'll only get in half as much trouble. And it's, it's kind of that whole thing again, you know, you're only getting half as much trouble if you just tell the truth as opposed to letting it carry on for weeks or months um, and then the outcome will be a whole lot worse and you might end up losing the client in the process where it could have quite easily been fixed. Yeah, and and that's um, being like it might not be your fault but mm. it's definitely your problem that you need to sort out and um, it as soon as we start sort of trying to justify what's gone on, um, it, it it deteriorates very, very quickly, the situation. So, like, I and I, I, I'm exactly the same as you. If somebody said, um, hey, I've done this, I made a mistake, but this is what I've done to correct it, I'd be like, okay, fair enough. Yeah. But if I didn't know about it, then I'd be like, what the? What, what yeah. did you tell me? You know? So... Absolutely. Yep. Honesty is the best policy here. So um, if you are watching this or listening in via the podcast and you are interested to hear more about what we're doing at PM Excite, we would love to invite you to head over to pmexcite.com um, and check out on the website, it's our Foundation X membership. We are transitioning to the PM Club, which is really exciting. We're doing a bit of a, a rebrand, a facelift, got rid of some old stuff, adding some new stuff, really exciting. Um, what will stay the same is our X files. Uh, they are our templates and resources. We've got over 90 of them sitting there uh, and we are update them every single month for you. We do monthly training session. We bring in guest experts. Um, so we love, um, it was a Foundation X membership, the PM Club, and we would love to invite you to explore that with us. Um, and just to give you a quick insight into that membership option, guys, the investment is $89 a month for your entire agency to access it. Uh, and you can cancel it anytime if you don't feel that what we're delivering aligns with you and your agency. Um, and I also want to mention we have a free bundle option, which I think is amazing. Uh, this is where you can essentially taste test PMX side and access some of the courses and templates for 14 days. Um, and if you're sitting on the fence, this could be a really great option for you as well to sort of get a feel for what's involved in membership and the content. Um, but that's us for now. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to join us in this session. We look forward to bringing you another one next week. Until then, stay safe and enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks, Terry. See you guys.